Hello and welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. My name is Austin Green. There aren't any BCL games to talk about this week as the league takes a two-week holiday break, but we did want to put an episode out for you guys. So David Hine interviewed Emmanuel Terry from Bandirma. Emmanuel made the team of the week in game day nine. He had 25 points on 10 of 13 shooting from the field. He added seven rebounds, three steals, three assists, and a block, and just dunked all over Antwerp in a big win for Bandirma as they keep their playoff hopes alive in Group B. Dave and Emmanuel talked for about a half hour about a lot of different topics from his experience with Bandirma in Turkey to his time at a Division II college playing in the NBA G League and making his NBA debut. The games return Tuesday, January 7th, but until then, we'll have some stuff going up on the official website, championsleague.basketball, so make sure you check that out. Read the latest articles by Igor Jerkovic, Deacon Lloyd-Smith, and David Hine on the website. Of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BasketballCL, and check out the official Champions League YouTube page to watch all of these games that have happened over the first part of the regular season. All right, coming up next, Dave's interview with Emmanuel Terry. Again, he's down the middle, throwing it down. Living above the ring, Emmanuel Terry. Oh, Emmanuel Terry has just put an exclamation mark under the game of his life in the Basketball Champions League. All right, so on the show this week, we have Emmanuel Terry from Tekshut Banderma. Uh, Emmanuel, thanks for, for coming on and taking some time out. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, most recent uh, most recent was uh, nine, game day nine, where uh, where you guys were able to beat uh, Antwerp 89-81. Uh, maybe just kind of talk about the keys to that victory. Uh, it was definitely a game that we uh, felt like we deserved and we needed to win at the appropriate time. Uh, we came up short to them um, playing in the recent game. And it was the game we really needed, and I feel like the team really came out focused. Uh, we had a, a good week of practice, and uh, kind of to adjust and uh, do things better than we did last time to kind of understand how they play, you know, uh, inside-out game. And I feel like we really stepped up and um, pushed forward and got better. That's a uh, a really tight group, uh, and you're kind of uh, f- sort of at the at the bottom. Uh, sort of on the outside looking in right now at the playoff race, maybe just how important it was uh, to get that victory. Uh, you know, also looking at it as a as a as a as a game to to stay in the playoff race. Uh, that win definitely gave us motivation. Uh, we knew the situation coming in. Uh, we knew it was, was going to be kind of tough, kind of you know, get to the playoffs. But we're just pressing uh, one game at a time and just trying to enjoy the process and getting better and better each and um, every practice and every game. To show that we still have some fight in this, uh, and you uh, you were able to make team of the week with that performance. Uh, your twenty five points, uh, your best game with Ben Dermott so far. You know, really just dunking all over the place. Uh, maybe maybe what what things really worked well for you in that game? Uh, just uh, staying positive and trying to keep my uh, my energy at an all time high. Um, I try my best to be um, consistent as possible, and um, it was a game I, I really wanted to to win uh, just a personal um, vendetta to myself. Um, I knew the recent time uh, we played them, uh, I fouled out uh, with, with, you know, very little time left. Uh, it was a time where I feel like I could have 
definitely play a lot better, and I wanted to have a second thought on it. And just this game, and, and no matter what it took, I was going to you know, remain true to myself and try to play the best version of myself as possible. You grew up in uh, Enterprise, Alabama, which is a small town in 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 the state, and and obviously uh, for those who might not know, uh, Alabama uh, is also, and I think actually close to close to the Florida border. That's a very big uh, football area, American football area. Uh, maybe how did you get into to basketball and not football? Uh, I actually was a two sport player in high school. Um, I did play. Um, well, I'll just tell you a background story. Um, I did grow up at Enterprise, but then I moved to Birmingham uh, around going into my 10th grade year of uh, high school. Uh, it wasn't uh, a lot of places where I can uh, get better. It wasn't a lot of travel uh, basketball things going around. And so I just um, talked to my mom, and she, you know, finally did a good idea to move to the Birmingham area, which is uh, probably three hours from Enterprise where I grew up. And immediately um, I got you know, into basketball a little bit more if I got better. And then my uh, senior year, I got just a, just a few offers, probably from Troy University and then a local community college called Wallace State. And then uh, a Division two school called Lincoln Memorial University actually reached out to me. At the funny time, my hospital coach didn't have a cell phone, so they had to reach the guidance counselor. You know, I got called to the office. I'm thinking I was in trouble. You know, <laughs> for the trouble. Most part, I'm a good kid, but... Um, I got the word in that this uh, this school was interested in me, and they wanted to come watch me. So that same week, uh, on a Friday night, um, they had came and uh, watched me practice. And that was the first time I ever did any post move. I, I I wasn't very skilled. I was you know a little more athletic and you know as interjected as I was. I'm way more interjected now, but at the time I was just more athletic than a lot of people, and just kind of was in the right place at the right time. And, Slowly progress, you know, to the player in today. And, and who are some of your basketball role models growing up? Uh, basketball role models, uh, definitely my uncle uh, Robert Ory, who played with the uh, Lakers, the Spurs. And this, you know, back in the day, like I was uh, kind of looked up to him as my mom's brother. I never got a chance to meet him though, but uh, he's definitely a, a person that I look up to just because he's, um, you know, in in the family. And um, I've always kind of paid attention to. Uh, LeBron's progress, uh, Kevin Durant's progress of how uh, I've watched, you know, all the documentaries. I'm really interested in how they their, their growing up lifestyle was and like the struggles they went through. You know, it's something that I can relate to as well with uh, moving around, you know, all those sorts of things. And just I feel like that could be in a position, you know, uh, at that level uh, that they participate in. Robert Ori has an uncle. Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very uh, exciting. Um, obviously one of their, your main, you know, one of the things you're most well known for is, is your dunking. Um, maybe when was the first time you actually dunked on 10 foot rim and, uh, and did you have any favorite dunkers growing up? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I actually, you know, it's a process, you know, I, it was a time where I really wanted to, 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 to dunk, you know, um, I wasn't as athletic as I am, you know, back in high school, but a thing I would always do is a, is a summer, like one whole summer, I would do, I do um, a thousand calf raises uh, every, every day, like whether I'm uh, playing the video games, whether I'm making a sandwich, uh, even in the shower, just casually walking around on my, on my tiptoes, you know, to, to the point my calves burn. Um, I was doing that. I was stretching a lot. And then 
for a person that to look up to. I, I looked at Vince Carter's uh, top 100 dunks. I, I couldn't tell you how many times. Just you know, really explosive. You know, doing things he do. Like I always said, you know, I could potentially do that. Um, I pay attention to. Uh, I don't know if you know, but team at the time it was a bunch of guys like like posting like uh, them just just doing outrageous like dunks, and I just constantly wanted to you know, work on my craft in that area, not knowing that it really be, you know, what it is to this day. Um, you went to uh, Lincoln Memorial, and actually one of the things you're most famous for was the the dunk, uh, oh, man, uh, Car- uh, Carson Newman, is that right? The this, this school you were playing at? <laughs> yes, sir. They actually made yes, it to, yes, made, it to made, made it to uh, Sports Center, uh, where you jumped over the guy in the, on the alley. Maybe just talk about that one. Oh, man, this, this was it's funny because that that day in uh, shoot around, uh, shoot around is much more different uh, in college than it is, uh, you know, playing professionally. But uh, after class, we have a shoot around, and that day we worked on the um, uh, out of bounds play called special, and we ran it. But it didn't happen like that in shoot around. So during the game, my coach, uh, Coach uh, Josh Church, he he called a, a just just a regular play but then i, I kind of like stopped him and i was like coach run special one time and he was like oh, okay well, all right so he you know lined it up and the funny thing about it is two of my teammates did the play like 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 wrong like didn't go to the right spot and the main key was um uh like one of my best friends dorian pinson where he bounded uh, happened to to be in the right spot and i just tried my best to jump as high as I could and like just, just catch the ball and just, you know, and by the time I was in the area, it was, it, it was like everything just slowed down. And I just tried to like, like, like punch it as hard as I could. And then I ended up clearing the guy, not knowing that he's also like six, five. So that was pretty exciting. I just like the drilling was rushing. I had a great game. So <laughs> that, that, that whole night was just perfect. Was, was that your best dunk that you've had even since then? Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. For <laughs> sure, that that was that was next, next level. Yes, sir. Indeed. Uh, you helped Lincoln Memorial, uh, which is in Tennessee. For those who who probably don't know, because uh, not many people uh, will know where that is, uh, you helped them to two straight NCAA uh, Division Two national semifinals. So Final Four for Division Two. Uh, you lost to uh, Augustana in the 2016 championship game. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe just how do you remember that game back in Frisco, Texas? Oh, to just to just to get the story out. Uh, my freshman year in college, I was a I, I really wanted. I was very impatient. I was always in my coach's office uh, every day, practice, uh, pick up after games. Like I was in his office after every chance I could, like like crying to him because it, it was hard to adjust. I remember. And one of the meetings, I was like, like crying my eyes out. He he said, you know, man, if you were the best player right now, we'd be terrible. Like he told me just like that. And at the time, I didn't understand it. And he said, the only way you would get in is if we're up by fifty. And so he was he, like, my coach is a real, like, real honest, like, real, like, but he's you know he's caring. Um, and I just really bought in to that my freshman year. And there's a there's a debate between redshirting me or letting me play. And I was told, like, no matter what, I don't, I don't care if I'm playing three minutes a game or one minute a game. I really want to show that I can, you know, play at this level, you know, at, at, the, at this time in my life. And so 
he finally gave me a chance, and I, I started progressing minutes, minutes. But I probably averaged four, minutes, four or five minutes my freshman year, and then my sophomore year, um, one of my the assistant coach, um, my coach Omar, he uh, he was the guy that really like taught me basically the foundation of everything I, I pretty much know now, and he told me like the summer going into my sophomore year that you know I would have to be the man, I would have to be the uh, the, the anchor on defense, I have to be just uh, really sharp this year and. I remember like it was, it was just, it was, that year was so blurry because it, it was like perfect. That whole year was just perfect. We, you know, we was killing teams. Like we won like so many games in a row. Um, the game before the national championship, um, it was, it was a tough game because I missed two free throws in a row to kind of clutch it. And I'm thinking like I blew the game for it. Like, I'm, I'm in the huddle, like boo-hoo and like guys are like, God, you know, it's okay. Like, come on, we still got time, you know, this and that. So we ended up winning. And then the very next game, um, uh, we play Augustana, and it was it was like a dogfight from start to finish. And I was playing against a guy, Daniel Jansen, never forget his name. He he was so – I thought he was the best player I've ever played against at the time. Like, he was so skilled, tall, like like a real deal big. And I'm, I was, like, amazed at how his game was. And it was just – it was a time where – uh, me and my teammate Dorian Pinson, we were young at the time. We were still kind of like like knowing what to do, but we was leading our team in the best way we could. And me and him coming out on a clean block, and they called it. And so I had to sit on the bench and watch my team, you know, the time go down, go down. And then when the game was over, it, you could just imagine, like, the confetti coming down, and you're the team that's not on top, you know. So, like, I remember walking across the court, and they're cheering, their fans going crazy, and we're just like, me and my team was just, you know, kind of just like in in, in shock, really, because the game before it the national championship, but then this game was on a whole different level, and so it was just it was a tough time, but overall it was it was a very fun year. And one heck of a, a motivation builder too, I I would imagine, just seeing them uh, celebrate oh, yes, and, and and coming up uh, just that 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 little short, no? Yes, sir. It, it, was, it was very tough, but it was definitely a learning experience. Yeah. And then the next season, you, you made it back to the semifinals, back to the Final Four, basically, and and you lost to uh, Northwest Missouri State. Um, you know, you you had it. You really, you know, you look at the run you you were able to put together. Uh, you know, really an amazing college career. Um, maybe how 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 ready did college make you for professional basketball? At the time, I was. I knew I had a a. You know, I, I do a lot of praying, and my senior year, my well, my junior year actually fell down to an injury. Uh, I fractured my left foot, and I was I missed eleven games. And I, you know, my senior year before the season really started, I was I was praying. I was like, you know, like I was praying to the man upstairs. I was praying to my dad, who, who my, um, I lost a year or two back, and I just want to have a great year. You know, I, I wasn't looking for, oh, I'm going to average this. I'm going to average this. But I just wanted to. You know how that, that the old thing is where everybody's like that, like the last goal around. You wanted to be perfect as possible, so I stayed consistent as possible. I I did whatever I could to help my team uh, win and, and just show that you know my worth, not knowing that it was people on the outside, you know, looking in on my performances. And I never forget any friends and one of my teammates uh, came up to me and was like, "Yo, E, uh, go to Coach Hurst's office." 
you have a, a workout with the Detroit Pistons on Monday. And at that moment, it's like, I didn't know to smile or, or be in shock. Cause you know, like division two is like extremely hard to get those type of looks. You know, like D one, it's like, they, they, it's like, it's like, it's there for them. And so for me to receive that message, uh, like I went to my coach's office and he said it so casual, like, yeah, you have a, a workout with the Pistons on Monday. And I'm just like, are you really like telling this right now? He gave me the information to talk to the, the travel agent and everything. And I had two days, well, really a day and a half to, to, to really prepare myself. And, and I worked out that Sunday night and I had to catch a, uh, a flight on a Monday, probably on a Tuesday where I actually had the official workout. And at the time I was going through the agility workouts, you know, fine, you know, like, like the vertical take something I'm, I love. I love doing the vertical takes. Just high, high jump, you know, you can imagine. So, the speed agility, uh, and then we started playing. It's like my body wasn't feeling like in tip top shape because of like graduation week. The whole gym was shut down for you know the graduation purposes, you know the stage, and I was cramping up in this workout. I was extremely tired. I even threw up once. Like it was like this is my first NBA workout, and I'm looking, you know, not myself. And one of the coaches told me afterwards, the whole thing was like, "You're a great athlete, you know, like you have." An unbelievable ceiling, but right now you're not ready for the NBA. You're ready for the G League, but not the NBA. And at that moment, I started taking care of way better care of myself, like staying conditioned. Like when I'm at home, I condition every day. And I had a few more NBA workouts, and I, I slowly was just, you know, getting better and getting better at every workout I went to. And after a while, I had to adjust to different uh, atmospheres. Like I went to Denver to work out, you know, the elevation is is extremely high. So that really helped me to understand like all this traveling and what it can do to your body and how to stay, you know, in tip top shape and, and every opportunity I've uh, ever received, I took full advantage of it. And, and, and you, um, for your senior season in college, you also, you won the, it's called the Bevo Francis award, uh, which is basically recognition for the, for the best player, uh, outside of the NCAA, so NCAA, NC, AAA, NAIA, etc. Et um, how much extra motivation did that give you, knowing that you know, uh, you know, basically the rest of the basketball world, uh, you know, recognized you as 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 its best player uh, who who hadn't played the uh, NCAA at the at the at the NCAA level. Uh, it, it gave me a lot of motivation. Uh, it, was, it was a great great time i actually wrote the speech probably 30 minutes before i had to give it just because i feel like it was something that you know god really instilled in me to prepare myself for like i, I love doing interviews i love you know asking quick like you know answering questions and at the time it was uh you know, i took my mom to kansas city or where it was held at and i just wanted to give thanks to you know everybody that helped me along the way giving me uh inspiration just as much um motivation and i'm not a complacent person i always think there's always room for improvement and that day when i received the award any uh accomplishment and recognition i've ever received i've been in the weirdest places like i received the uh the when it hit the news where i got uh sack player of the year in my conference just as much as uh defensive player of the year i was in hardy's parking lot with my best friend um i was getting other accolades while I was playing the game. My mom, my mom's calling me crying and saying, son, do you know what you're doing? I, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I, I was 
not necessarily nonchalant about it, but I always know there's so much more work to do. And receiving that award from somebody who uh, basically came up with the award is is unbelievable. Like it was a very you know special time, a special moment for me to receive to receive that award because I know that if I can get that award like that from the background I uh, come come from, I know I can receive even greater awards in the uh, near future. So you have these these NBA workouts and and uh, you you end up going to the to the G League uh, last year last season. Um, you know you're you're fighting you're trying to uh, to to make it uh, to make it to the NBA and um, maybe just talk about uh, January twenty seventh. I'm sure that's a, a day you'll never forget. Uh, you make your NBA debut for the Phoenix Suns and uh, it's against the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, you just mentioned before, uh, you know, LeBron James, uh, you know, I'm sure there was a little bit of disappointment that he was injured, wasn't able to play. Uh, but maybe just talk about January 27th, uh, 27th and your NBA debut. Oh, <laughs> it the, you can imagine just the, 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 the call to where I got to where I received the, uh, the 10 day from the sun. I was actually, um, warming up for a G league game and, uh, uh, Manchester, and I go back to my answer business calls before, you know, for the game. I was trying to, you know, focus, you know, and I didn't answer that call. And then two seconds, my mom calls. You know, you can't turn on a call from mom, so I answered. I was like, "Hey, mom, how you doing?" And she's crying her eyes out, like crying. I'm like, "What's going on? Is everything okay?" Just and so she was like, "Have you talked to Duncan, uh, my agent?" And I was like, "No, ma'am, I haven't." And she was like, "And by that time." The text message above said, uh, Phoenix Suns offered you a 10-day. Please call me back as soon as possible. And at that moment, I just, like, smiled, like, extremely hard. And then uh, a couple of my teammates, uh, Bronte Weber, he was beside me. I showed him the message. He uh, showed unbelievable, like, happiness for me. Like, him dying around and, like, all really happy for me. And I had to leave. I didn't get to plan the game, so I had to leave the gym, go to the hotel. I had a taxi waiting on me at approximately 7 o'clock. And at the time, I only had one pair of sweats with me. I had a few T-shirts, you know, a few underwear, like socks. Like, I wasn't ready for this, you know, for 10 days. So I, you know, get to the to the airport, you know, I talk to my agent and everything. And then I'm on the flight uh, to L.A., and I'm just, you know, like, this is really happening. So I get the hotel probably one in the morning. Then that morning around say nine thirty, ten o'clock, I had to sign my uh and at the breakfast meeting I literally see Jamal Crawford, I see Devin Booker, like I'm seeing stars and I'm like, This is this is actually crazy, you know, like it, it's this moment was like unmatched and they're all greeting me saying, you know, E, how you doing? Like this and that, like this I learned all I'm like I'm learning all the plays. I'm uh, you know, taking I took my nap before the game. Like I'm, like, I'm really excited. I'm really to really get to work and show I deserve to be here. You know, I have a, if opportunity strikes, I want to take full advantage. Like sitting on the floor, I sit on the floor. You kind of see the court. You know, that's what it is. And when you when you get your name called, the first thing you think of is uh, are they calling me or are they calling the guy next to me? But then you know, it's actually me. So they like you can get up, get up, get up. So I get in the game and just. Like, I'll never forget, I'm standing in between Rajon Rondo and Michael Beer, and they're boxing me out from the free throw. And then 
I just immediately got in in little minutes and made an impact, I felt. You know, I can't remember what the stats were. I'm not really a uh, statistical guy, but I knew I went in and used my minutes wisely. And, and did you did you kind of feel like you were flying the D2 flag maybe for those games in the NBA? You know, the flag of underdogs and, you know, that and, and you know, small-town people that, that anybody can make it? Yes, sir. Uh, I truly believe that if you, you know, I'm a very – I'm not a perfect person, but I, I do know God as, as my back. Even when I felt that my hard work wasn't being noticed, that it actually was, and that no matter what, like I've, I've said it you know, a few times podcast, that when the opportunity you know, hits, you know, take full advantage of like stay focused, you know, remain home. Well, you really got me this far, and I refuse to, to let up on that or to tell anyone else that somebody's always, you know, no matter what. At the Bebo Francis, the uh, speaker actually brought about things I've done you know, in the community done for my coach when he was, uh, when he was sick, uh, his son was sick also. And I'll go to his house, uh, brought, uh, took him gifts, uh, just, you know, uh, you know, hope you're doing well, get well soon, those type of things. And people in the NBA and the professional life are getting paid, you know, a lot of money just for being good people. And I know that I'm a even better player. And I, you know, I ask that anyone listen to that, you know, if you really have a goal set in mind, that, you know, and I you know, things like, but it's really true because I feel like my life's a movie, just I keep living it. You know, can't nobody play her, but okay. And, and then in, in February, you were actually just about to play for the United States in the FIBA Basketball World Cup America qualifiers against Panama and Argentina uh, when you were called back to the NBA to, to, to play the Heat. You know, obviously the NBA is the dream, you know, let's say, but. You did play two games already with the Suns. Um, how much would you have liked to have played in, for USA Basketball? You know, especially you know, looking at your father, he served in the military for 24 years. Maybe just talk about being able to serve your country and maybe how much you would have liked to have done that. Obviously, the NBA is a huge goal, but playing with USA on your chest is, means a lot as well. Oh, it, just getting the, the, the chance to to go to camp. Playing Jeff Van Gundy the, uh, with our coach, and that's a tough, tough guy to to deal with. Jeff Van Gundy, that's a tough guy, and you know he he really instilled in me to be really physical, uh, get after, crash offensive, defensive glass at any time. Like he stopped practice, evaluate every time what you did wrong, what you need to do better, what you did right. You know, um, and I was really looking forward to playing against uh, overseas teams, and then the last day I was there. I was I, I finished making my uh, 50, uh, 50 makes. Uh, he always wanted us to get shots up at the practice. And by this time, one of the the heat uh, the the higher ups in uh, the heat organization uh, stopped me and you know right on the spot and said that we want to bring you up for for a ten day. And I was like, Are you serious? Like right here, right now? And he was like, Yes. And so then, um, I Jeff Van Gundy uh, he. Stop me, you know, this is a big deal because that if you do your research, I probably don't know him or joke him, but that's a tough guy and he, he gives credit where credit is due. He was extremely happy for me, you know, he he's proud of me, you know, I'm you know, keep getting better, you know. And probably a few hours later I went to a hotel probably an hour away to go sign. It, it was probably like seven, eight in the morning. I was extremely tired. So the first practice, you know, um I'm in the locker room changing and Dwayne Wade walks in and he's like, uh, what, what's up, young fellow? Like like real humble guy. He got his has all these, you know, like, like once again, stars that you know everybody loves watching on TV or right in front of me. And I, I get to, you know, I had the pleasure of being here with them. 
to me being on the same team as Dwayne Wade and Ryan Anderson. Like we were doing three on three drills and I'm on their team. And that really gave me a lot of confidence in Juwan Howard, Fab Five legend, uh, like just telling me how, how well I'm doing. You know, it just, it, it was really fun. I, I appreciate those guys. What what uh, what made you what made you decide to play in Europe then and and how did you land in Bendirma? Uh, summer league had ended when I was with the uh, the Thunder. I I just had this this feeling like I, I do a lot of praying. It's, it just is a feeling that maybe it's time for a, a, a It just I knew that I would only be receiving the same benefits I got from the previous year, and I'm, I'm always about raising my stock, not even just from a you know, money standpoint, but from a, you know, build my character and how, am I really going to get better uh, doing something else? And I'm always trying to grow. And uh, it was a tough, it was a tough decision just because, you know, if I were to go overseas that I'd be missing, you know, the family, I wouldn't have the uh, the same opportunity to talk. Um, for me to benefit myself, whether it be about, you know, uh, where I'm going to get paid, because um, the pay in G League and overseas is, is different, as you all know. But it wasn't about any type of, you know, skill development you know I'm, I'm big on that uh, i work extremely hard to get where i am and i want to feel like i'm getting better every day and i feel like it was a good spot to come here i talked to uh mr gray and talked to uh our head coach and just you know i went along with it i was on a flight for a lot of hours wanting you know what did i just do like i was like you can imagine like my first time coming overseas you know me and my family know for sure and my agent know that this is probably uh, the best move i could have made and what do you think about living in turkey so far you know, I, was, I didn't come here looking for, uh, you know, for the respect, but I, I want to show that, you know, I'm not like the average person. Like, you see me in the community, I'm more than welcome to take a picture with you. I'm more than welcome to, you know, interact. Uh, I'm a people person. I'm not, I'm not stuck. Uh, I don't walk my head down. I walk my, you know, my, my chin up always. Like, everywhere I go through life. Um, and just, uh, I, I love being able to travel for free, you know, around the world for free and look at all the different areas, different places, and uh, just doing it with a group of young guys who, you know, I'd love to later on in life see them grow as well. And just, you know, I just try to be a leader, you know, on the court and off the court. And, you know, I just let the, the, good, the good karma happen um, along the way. Uh, you mentioned the young guys. You know, Ben Dirma is known for their high-level young talent. Um, you know, what do you think about some of those youngsters that you guys have? You know, Alperin, Samus, Furkan. You know, how good, how good do you think they are? And, and uh, you know, what do you think about them? <laughs> you said a, a key name. Uh, Furcon, that he just turned seventeen, and yeah. it blows my mind because maybe, maybe just a few weeks ago to a month ago, I realized uh, how old he was. And I have a little brother that's uh, seventeen, just turned seventeen in October. And the comparison of the overseas life to like you know the age in the states is remarkable. Like seeing Seamus and those guys, like like growing every day, like it, it's, it's a pleasure to watch them. Like, as I was saying, um, just getting them to understand like how I am on the court. Like I, I'm a tough person, but at the end of the day, I give credit where credit is due. And it's just a pleasure to see those guys like suit up every night. Just, it amazed me because, you know, they're playing against, you know, grown men every night and showing fight in them. You know, I have a lot of respect for those guys and it's just, it, like it's amazing to see, you know, because I'm, I'm really excited to see what they'll be doing in, you know, a year, two years, three years, you know, when they're, you know, at the age to where they can, you know, start to understand the, the game of basketball a little better. But for the most part, they're definitely handling their business. So we have a two week break now uh, in the in the Champions League, uh, and then you, I 
I wrote down Monster Stretch uh, afterwards. You play at Burgos. You play at Ike. Uh, you're at home against Fechta, and then you play at Anvil. Maybe just your thoughts about that uh, stretch of games. I just, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever challenge is brought to me. Like, you know, like I feel like I've gotten better in the area to where I know that we have a, a young team, and that uh, I'm the youngest American, and I just want to bring something different, which means I want to be a leader. You know, at all times, like. Even when I'm sore or tired, I try my best not, not to show it because I want to, you know, show that no matter what situation, no matter who steps in front of us on that on between those lines, that I have I have their back, and that uh, it, it really drives me to be the person I am. Like I love I love what I do. I love being able to you know travel the world. I love being able to showcase uh, the world like who I am, not just in the states. Like it's a pleasure being overseas to. You know, people to know who I am. Uh, I'm getting more more fans. I'm getting more people who follow me. Want to want to know my story and just you know, this podcast really gave you know me a, me a chance to really you know show or entail that you know there's things I, I always want the, the world to know about me. Let's finish it up with the club. Uh, you guys, um, you know, you're in a race for the playoffs. Uh, maybe just talk about the goals uh, for for Bandirma in the Champions League this season. What are your your guys' goals? Uh, step it one, one step at a time. Uh, just continue to the main thing. I want to do is just you know give us give it our all. Uh, we're not worried. I, I me personally, you know uh, the you know. The polls, you know, all that stuff is fine. It's just when you don't really think about those things, you don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. It, it comes naturally to where we know we're getting better. You know, if we go out and play our absolute best and, and still come up with a loss, there's nothing. You know, I'm gonna hang my hat on that because maybe the team was was better that night. But me knowing that we're getting better, like you know, we get what we deserve. You know, we we prepare well. We're gonna end up playing well. You know, and certain things happen to where you even practice well and you know you know you don't play well or the game don't go the way you want to but i know that for us like we have a chance and i'm going to do my absolute best to keep pushing these guys and pushing myself and that they push me to you know get us in those uh positions to play in the playoffs and uh you know just have the league and respecting us we have a very young team and i don't think a lot of people really realize how tough that is you know to have you know guys are 17 18 years old on a team and this is this is definitely, you know, something that's going to uh, get a lot of respect on it if we, you know, get those goals. All right, Emmanuel Terry, thanks for taking so much time out. Uh, hopefully, your your holiday season's going well, and uh, good luck the rest of the BCL season. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate you a whole lot. You have a blessed day. All right, thanks again to Emmanuel Terry for his time this week. Dave, a lot of really interesting stuff there. It was great to hear from Emmanuel on a wide variety of topics. Uh, what did you think about uh, him and, and what he had to say? I would, I would say just, um, you know, the, the energy that he's put in, um, the effort that uh, he's put into to it all, um, and... You know just how much he seems to be enjoying the whole process and 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 all of the steps along the way, and uh, and thinking about uh, you know really reflecting on the fight that he's put in 
and uh, and 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 all the all the good things that uh, um, that have come out of it. You know, you know, being being able to be paid to go travel the world and and experience all these things. You know, um, you know how we're talking about uh, being uh, you know his first game in the NBA. I'm sure that was an amazing highlight for him. And and then. You know, coming over here as a, as a young American, uh, a, 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 a European rookie, um, and then having to be, even though you're young, uh, having to be a, a role model um, uh, for some of these really young talents. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's been it's been great. Uh, it was it was really fun talking to him, and and hearing his story, and um, especially you know looking at his game and and how uh, and how fun he is exciting he is uh watching him on the court uh so glad he could uh, take some time yeah for sure clearly a, a very intelligent thoughtful guy it was great to have him on the podcast this week and it's been a lot of fun watching him throughout the season just an absolute highlight machine with his dunking ability and his energy on the court so it's been a lot of fun to watch emmanuel this year so that's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll be back again next week with an interview with Jeff Taylor, the play-by-play commentator from LiveBasketball.tv. Of course, subscribe to LiveBasketball.tv to watch all of the BCL games live or on demand. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BasketballCL and visit the official website ChampionsLeague.Basketball. The games return Tuesday, January 7th. We'll be back next week to preview Game Day 10. So for David Hein over in Germany, for Emmanuel Terry, my name is Austin Green, and this has been BCL Coast to Coast.